0: welcome back bayas oh my god twinsie i'm so (laughs) happy to hear you i'm so happy to be back with you yes girl i miss you so much it's been almost what a month
1: a month yes it's been a crazy February was crazy
0: for us it was crazy for me individually and for you individually Girl, just, see we're twinsies we're we are twinsies. twinsies we went through it we, I was going through the gigs in February um, so as many of you have noticed you know the past two episodes were really weird at least they were for me um, because I, w- I had COVID you guys and I was trying to keep up with recording um, so I struggled through those last two um, episodes so I apologize in advance but if you heard them and supported it thank you so much Um, thank you and today Twinsy we have the friend that everybody should have she's Mm -hmm. such a sweetheart she's a beautiful woman I want us all to welcome Jill
2: hi Jill Hello, hello. How are you, Baya? I am good. I am so excited to finally be here and talk to both of you via, you know, I know we're not in person, but not messaging anymore. I know, <laughs> right. I know. I think,
0: Joe, you have become like my, my bestie on Instagram. I'm always messaging you or you message me like, I'm like, where's my girl? I look forward to, you know, whenever you post something. So oh my god everybody you guys if you guys don't know jill i feel so sorry for you um but she's such a sweetheart and i think it's you know again such a big blessing um another person that i have met through voodoo um somebody that we love dearly on this show and you know i want to continue reminding everybody of who he is and what he stood for and so when I when you reached out to me Joe, I was like can you please come on I would love (laughs) to hear like voodoo stories you know I've seen the TikToks that that one TikTok that he made where you took him um, I think it was some treats some desserts right
2: yeah yes and that was um, that was when right after I had lost my other best friend Ron and Mm. was taking like he was My rock taking care of me you know are you okay why don't you come over and just to stay busy that was when i was just like you know what start baking again took him some treats and yeah and then he made that video and i was just like oh it was so sweet oh it's like oh okay so before
0: anything girl how did you okay first of all the ones that are listening to us voodoo was based off of oklahoma and Jill's in Oklahoma, which, by the way, Twinsy, she had messaged me. I, I'm telling you, I'm so bad at sending you the messages that we get. But she had yeah. messaged me, and she goes, What do you mean you don't have a reason to come to Oklahoma? You guys can come <laughs> visit me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Right? <laughs> yeah, let's go to Oklahoma. Yes, yeah. Let's see what it's all about.
1: Uh, <laughs> it has amazing people over there.
2: Yes. yes. Yeah, it's not, it's not bad. I mean... We live in houses. We don't ride like people, you know. Think it's what they see on TV, but we live in houses. We ride. <laughs> you
0: know, we drive. We don't ride horses. So yeah. <laughs> wait, is that where? You know what? The other day I was watching um, Street Outlaws with my husband because we love watching stuff about cars. Like we're both car enthusiasts, and um, I'm like, wait, are they in Oklahoma? Is Street Outlaws in Oklahoma, girl? Do you know that Showeta? No, I don't. I don't. Wait, what? <laughs> it, do <laughs> you guys have a, a the four hundred
2: five? I don't know if that's like the yes, oh. yes, the four hundred five. Yeah, the four hundred five area code is like the Oklahoma City area. Um, um. Up, up like Oklahoma City, Edmond, Norman that way, and then Tulsa. I think has a, its own area code, and then here we're five eight zero. So oh. people often refer to our area is the shady 580 because um, <laughs> 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 well street outlaws
0: is like this racing like street racing show and the guys like it's been around for several years so we've kind of been following them but we, we totally forgot about them but the, the other day when we had COVID and we had nothing else to do it popped up again and I'm like wait they're in Oklahoma oh my god now now I have more reasons to go over there. You
2: there. Go. there you go. <laughs> and I know I d I can't remember which one of you is in Nevada. We have the thunder here too. So they're in Oklahoma City.
0: Oh and I'm so sorry that we're into what? The, oh basketball? Who Oh me, me, me. Oh. I love basketball. Maribel. Yes, me.
2: Are we- yeah we have the oklahoma city thunder here and
0: it's a big it's the oklahoma's a big college football oh Um, okay okay i think i mean if you heard our episode with vu you know we were talking about how we thought it sounded really hillbilly-ish and like we imagined (laughs) everybody like farmers you know and and then it kind of hit like oh is that why they have farmers like dating? That's, yeah. <laughs> Farmers dot Yes. Ay, ay, aye No, but how did you meet him? How did you get that privilege of getting to know him yes. in person, Jill?
2: So I actually and this is gonna sound really cheesy, but um in twenty nineteen he just showed up on like my Facebook as people you may know. Oh. Uh-huh. And I was just like, Okay, you know, I'm going to go ahead and add him because he was like, I didn't think he was, first of all, as young as he was because he's older. You know,
1: he looks older and very mature.
2: Yes. And so I added him because I was like, oh, you know, I do have a type. So (laughs) I added him (laughs) and we just like clicked. We just started talking all the time. Um, We talked a lot about football and he had even... Um, I know in that video he made he had said you know like I've always been a a friend, a supporter and everything but he had made a post on Facebook too after I um, got one of his shirts. His first Mm -hmm. shirt that was... Yes, the Voodoo shirt. Yeah, the very first one he had made a really sweet post about you know she was one of the few people I could tell you know what was going on in my life and that he could trust and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And he just... He he was amazing he would let me geek out on him like because I love I love Jersey Shore like Jersey Shore Shore. oh I love
1: Jersey Shore
2: too yes Yes, like everybody here and that and then um the Mayans oh my god yes
0: (laughs) yes Jill this is why we get along Jill (laughs)
2: <laughs> like, yes. yes. he would totally let me when it was on and I would be tweeting during it and they would like either the whoever was running the Twitter account or like Vincent Vargas or some people from the show would retweet me or reply to my tweet and I would just like be like oh my gosh like I was like fan like a total fangirl and I would screenshot it and send it to him and <laughs> oh. you know we just clicked and he was just a really great person i mean we had you know nights where we would just watch movies and just hang out and talk and i mean just it was really devastating it's been and it's been it's hard but um you know i'm i'm glad that I'm glad that he was in my life and I'm glad that just seeing how many people he touched and you know, Mm -hmm. impacted with his work and you know his TikToks were always they were always very deep and meaningful, but Mm -hmm. then some were just like ridiculously funny over (laughs) Yes. You never knew knew to make you
0: laugh. You never knew. You never knew if it was gonna be like a serious post or a funny post. I love that. Yes, so
1: he, he kept you on your toes. He keeps you. He yes. keeps everybody on their toes. Like, is it going to be funny or is it going to be like a learning lesson?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yes, well. and you know, I, I think um, a lot of people. I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Joe, um, but a lot of people reached out to me um, because I had posted. You know, the when he passed. I, like, I was just first of all, I didn't believe it. I, I was like, there's no way, and like, this has to be a joke, um, like, Ashton Kutcher's gonna pop out and say punked, and, you know, he's, it's, it's a morbid joke, but I'd rather it be a joke. Um,
1: and then... So I'm the one, I'm the one that told her, and, and I said, voodoo pass. And she said, pass what? Like, she thought, like, I was talking about, like, a test or something yeah
0: because i'm I'm not really that active on instagram so i i wouldn't keep up with him there and i hadn't seen him on tiktok and i thought it was funny but i knew he had a lot of things in the works so i thought oh maybe he's working you know like he's working on something he's gonna pop up later you know sometimes you just take a little bit of time when you're working on a new project yeah and so um when she when she sent me that text he passed and i was like he passed what i thought i had missed like maybe an instagram story because i know he was really active on instagram and i was like did he put pa- what test or what and she goes no no he passed and i was like you're joking and then i right away you know reached out to cat and i was like cat tell me this is a joke cat like this is not real." Um, but I was just very surprised to get so many messages of a lot of people that felt that they were really close to him but they didn't know him in person Mm -hmm. but oh my god Jill the messages that I got like bombarded me saying you know he was my best friend so when you reached out to me I was like oh you know another one of his followers that felt close to him and then you started telling me like no 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 like we live I'm that Jill in the video that he made and I'm Mm -hmm. that Jill that you know knew him in person I was like oh my god like if I feel devastated and I never got to meet him I never he Mm -hmm. changed my life just through the internet I cannot even imagine the people that were in his daily life in person Mm -hmm. his family you know I right away thought of his mom Um, and his younger brother because in the episode where you know we got to record with him he talks about you know his mom is his best friend his little brother like they're really close um and it was just really heartbreaking
2: yeah and when it hit because we weren't really sure when it was going to hit social media but we kind of knew it was going to um because basically, Christmas Eve was horrible. Christmas Day was horrible. Um, I remember I was at my friend's. We had a party. We had a Christmas party. And I was back and forth on the phone with his brother, Jonathan. And, oh, hold on. And
0: with- hold on just one second, Joe. Hold on, okay? Hold on. Okay, I'm so sorry, Joe. Go ahead. So you were in contact with Jonathan?
2: So, yes. Yeah, so, like I said, Christmas Eve was horrible. Christmas Day was really not that much better but I had reached out to Jonathan on um, social media and I spent most of that of Christmas Day talking to Jonathan and Kat you know um, mm. and then the next day the following day is when I finally got to talk to mama she called and had a lot of questions and things like that so um, you know he made an impact on so many people yes. He did. You know, it It was just, you know, videos kept, just kept showing up on my For You page on TikTok. And I was just like, wow. And I knew, and we had talked at length about, you know, what he was doing in his work. And I know you guys had talked about it on your podcast and talked about it on um, I'm Not As Think As You Drunk I Am. Oh, I love <laughs> right? those guys. I love mm-hmm. them. <laughs> love I love them. being in their show. Yes. Love them too. <laughs> You know, you guys talked about Mark V and it's crazy because <laughs> I was looking through like when when Kat and them talk about the the person on I think it was one of their episodes about I passed my COVID test. Mm-hmm. Um they, you know, with the notes, that's that you know, that was me with my notes and everything. And <laughs> one of my notes I had wrote was like You know, Vu, like you are the link between us. Like I don't know him, but he follows you on TikTok and Instagram, and we follow each other. And as much as I miss him every day, he has really brought so many people together. Yes, together because I had people reaching out to me, and they're like, "Oh, I remember," you know, because TikTok was always banning him. Yes, it was ridiculous yes and people like when i posted the the one video that he had made of me on tiktok Mm -hmm. uh, people started reaching out to me and they're like oh like kind of like you know you're that jill that's you Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. people know you as that jill yeah (laughs) like yeah that that's yeah that's me you know like yeah that's me um and so through i've met like so many you know I met like you guys and I had known he had did your podcast and he kept telling me he's like go listen, go listen, go listen you'll <laughs> love it you know, and I'm like okay, okay and so then you know I got on it and I was like oh my gosh yes, you know so it's been, it's been a process it's been hard and last week was you know hard because um, it had been two months but you know I talked to I talked to mama multiple times throughout the week Jonathan um, and then <laughs> I talked to V a
0: lot too, which was his ex girlfriend that he yeah. was always talking. Not the, ba- the the one he was always. Oh talking no, to no, to. no 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 <laughs> no. Well, that's not an ex girlfriend, girl. That was an uh, ex wife.
2: Ex wife, yeah. Um, <sighs> so,
0: which let's not was- get started on that one. But no,
2: no, no <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: not- <laughs> it's not even worth it. It's not no. worth it. No, let's not give problem. her that
0: airtime. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no. But V V was. She that's- seems like <laughs> such a sweetheart.
2: And that was one of the things, too, was um, on Christmas Eve at, that day, you know, she reached out. I met. i had never met her. Oh. Is she yeah. the girl with the red hair? Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. She looks really, really dumb to earth, really nice and sweet. Yeah. I had so never she's... met her,
2: but I knew of her. Like, he would talk to me about her, and apparently he talked to her about me. Aww. And he her, like... You guys need to get together because you guys would get along so well. And it was that day she messaged me on Facebook and was like, "I haven't talked to Leroy. Have you? Because he, you know, he had told me you were taking care of him and everything." And I said, "No. Usually he replies or texts me back or calls me within, you know, an hour or so." And um, ever since then, we've been we talk daily. I mean, we have been there for each other leaning on each other and everything we made the trip together down to texas um for his people and everything hold on let's
0: just i want to i want to just emphasize something for the people that are listening um for you guys not to get confused because obviously we know the story but Mm -hmm. jill was actually the person that was there during his last days and was taking him food and I think you were going to take him like a breathing machine correct Um, like you were you were the one in person taking care of him so I just want you guys to know that she's she wasn't only his friend um, and they would hang out sometimes it was like she was there and this is the part that breaks my heart Jill because I cannot even fathom like or Imagine what you went through, knowing that you were the one that had to make the phone call to nine one
2: one. Right, and it it just it it all happened so fast. Yeah. But you know, at the same time, um, you know, I had, you know, I was on the phone with like nine one one and. Talking to V and and texting with Cat at the same time because I didn't know like it. I remember it, but I don't like I remember mm-hmm. going pretty much, and that was it. And it was just like a whirlwind after that. I mean, um, like my sister in law came over there, like my best friend came up there because they, you know, everyone was just like, "Oh my gosh!" And they knew I had just lost like Ron, you know, yeah, and he was your other friend. Uh, my he was like my best friend and we worked together and we were together every day and you know so um, it was, must it, have
1: been very it, a very traumatic experience mm-hmm. I feel
2: yeah it, it it I'm glad that it was me and it wasn't I'm glad it happened the way it did because I wouldn't have wanted to have to call the police to come do a welfare check or something like that I'm glad mm-hmm. it was right. me And, you know, um, I'm I'm also
1: I I feel like I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. I feel like you came into his life for a reason. He came into your life for a reason. He connected you with great people, connected Mm -hmm. us with great people. It's just been a full circle, I feel. And I feel that you were the most adequate person to have dealt with what you did, even as traumatic as it was. Mm hmm but I'm glad you see it in a very positive way
2: yeah and that that's how I look at it like I'm glad it it was me and his mom his (laughs) even and brother have said you know I'm glad that you would you know because he's not from Oklahoma he's from Texas you know he was just because of the military yeah Um, and you know and I told her I said I took I took I took good care of your son you know I was over there every day taking him whatever he needed checking on him throughout the day you know and everything like that so um I'm sure she feels very thankful for what you did yeah I I know we all do yes even though
1: we you know we've never met each other but it's just like this you know like people that you build a good relationship with like yeah to be able to be comfortable enough to say hey I need this hey I need that yeah I'm sure because a that's not that's
0: not always easy especially like when you're sick you know like I had people reach right. out to me like friends that I've known for a really really long time
1: I um, even told you when you were sick if you need anything Yeah, let me know.
0: call me um, I had another friend that was like let me take you some caldito de pollo you know which is it's something that all Mexican moms do um, when you're Chicken
1: sick soup yeah, <laughs> like chicken noodle soup.
0: Yeah, um, and and you know when I was embarrassed, I was like, oh my god, no! Like, girl, it's okay. Like, <laughs> you know, so for him to have felt comfortable, because usually yeah, that is yeah. something very hard to ask for help. Um, and I
2: feel especially for men. Yes. Yeah, and he was so easy. Like he's like, can you bring me? He was like, can you bring me some Pop-tarts? soup? <laughs> and he did ask for Pop-Tarts what? <laughs> I would imagine Pop-Tarts, there was some
0: Pop-Tarts right? in the way
2: but Me I do. did Pop-Tarts I did buy him Pop-Tarts and I put them in there in in the grocery bag and I said for when you get better oh. oh. and I for like meat and like orange juice and I was like well do you want pulp or no pulp and he's like I don't care and I was like you're so easy to shop for <laughs> like yeah. Oh. you know, yeah. you know can you Dirt and you know three four two or three times a day I go over there and you know whatever he needed after work and so it's it's been a it's been a process but yeah at the same time he has brought like amazing people in, into my life and I feel you know I'm really good at reading people and I feel you know the people that have reached out to me have have been very genuine with their you know their stories of him and things like that so it's been and I knew I know that you know I know that you ladies meant a lot to him too because um him and I had talked at length you know because of what I do for work you know about a lot of the stigmas around Hispanic households with when it comes to like the sexual abuse and the domestic violence and I think that was one reason that him and I got along so well is because he knew what I did for work and Mm -hmm. that, you know, basically it's my job to keep kids safe. And he had a lot of stories and he had experienced a lot of things and he could really empathize with, you know, the children I work with Mm -hmm. and, you know, it, it came about and I was like, you know, I, I totally understand what you're saying now because more people are coming to me when he was still here about an opening up about what's really going on in you know because his whole thing was like hispanic households what's going on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes yes mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of that's higher. our thing too mm-hmm. yeah, there, that's our thing too there is there's really a lot more than you know what people see that on the surface so right Yeah, yeah, and
0: I mean going into that I I was just gonna say So it was like perfect timing, Jill Yes, perfect (laughs) Yeah, because I was just gonna say Like, you know, for for those of you that are listening Oh, I'm so sorry For those of you that are listening That that don't know or don't follow Jill um, She's a social worker So Not only was she Voodoo's friend And, you know But I think it kind of i'm telling you everything just worked out like in the situation mm-hmm. and like you know sylvia saying um i'm just glad you were the one jill because i felt like you know being a social worker you go into all kinds of scenarios don't you yes
2: yeah, so i do um so i was a cps i did the you know Ooh. I was the front end of it for eight years oh in, here in the state of Oklahoma. So I would always tell people my job is like a mixture of cops, law and order SVU and hoarders oh my because God. Oh my goodness. It, I've been in all those situations before I've been into kept, homes that look like an episode right straight out of hoarders. I mean, stuff stacked to the wall, uh, garbage, trash, animal feast. I mean, you name it. Um, Wow. I've I've been in those situations. I've been out on child death cases. I've been in all of that. And I think, you know, that was one of the reasons too. He felt like he could trust me and talk to me about these things. um, Because the things I had experienced and been going through, you know, at work.
0: Yeah, Um,
2: It's, yeah. So, I mean, I, that's why, like, I tell people it's a mixture of those three things because, you know, we deal with, literally, we deal what? with law enforcement. We work with law enforcement. They would call us call us out. Uh, we deal with, I say, law and order SVU because we also deal with, like, sexual abuse, things like that, and then quarters. Like, those are the three main things. That's the easiest way I could explain it to people.
0: Wow. wow. Now, I... I, was- I- Sorry, Twinsy, go ahead.
1: No, it's okay, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say, you know, I've always wanted to be a social worker because I like to help people. Mm-hmm. And one thing that that I did feel comfortable... So, okay, so I love, I love animals and people tell me, why are you a vet or something? I just, I can't handle it. You know, I can't. It's too crazy for me right and then when i thought why don't you become a social worker and i felt the same way i'm scared i don't think i can handle it right because it's very hard very difficult to deal with it is emotionally it's the, right and even though you don't want to make it personal you you can't help it sometimes you know you can't help right. to to understand and empathize like with everything that's going on i used to work at a preschool and we got trained by CPS and all the regulations because we have to look out for all that stuff at the preschool. Mm-hmm. It's so scary. Absolutely. So, uh,
2: we, get a, we get a lot of um, referrals from the school. And, you know, a lot of teachers, counselors, principals, our, our busiest times of the year oh, no. were right when school started and right when school was about to end because you know these teachers see these kids and you could maybe call the hotline multiple times but it has to meet certain criteria in order for it to generate an investigation and then right before school lets out you know everybody's worried about these kids cuz they're not going to see them for the next you know 2 months yeah two right. and so we were we were always busy right before then and then always busy a week after school started because you know kids are coming back to school they're you know opening up to their teachers and you know talking to the counselors and even their friends like this is what happened over the summer you know yeah. um so those were the busiest times and it it's it's a perfect it's something that i i like to tell people like i didn't choose it, it chose me because what actually happened was I went back, to, went back to college and I was like, what can I get a degree in the fastest? And they're like, psychology and sociology, you've got enough. So I said, done, you know, because I had just had a son. I was like, I got two years left of school, let me knock it out. <laughs> And I actually got another job at DHS doing what they call family support, which is the people who, you know, um, approve you or deny you for like food stamps or Medicaid, oh, yeah. things like that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, I graduated on a Friday. I had an interview on a Monday and I got hired on that Wednesday. Wow. But at the same time, I was like waiting for my transcripts, like waiting for my transcripts, waiting for my transcripts. Well, long story short, my advisor had not calculated my hours correctly and I still needed nine hours to graduate. Oh no. Yes. Yeah, so they're like, we can't hold this job, but we have a job in child welfare that, you know, we would like to interview you for. And I was like, I don't want to do that because my best friend, Laura, like she's not my best friend since third grade Aww. and she was doing that already. And I would hear all these horror stories and I was like, no. And she told me, she's like, at least interview, she said you would do great at it because you've always been an advocate for, you know, people who are getting like abused or neglected or picked on, like even in like high school and, you know, situations like that. Yeah. Um, and she's like, you would, you would, you would do great. Just do it. So I interviewed and I got hired and they let me finish my, you know, because I had to take, I'm going to take like eight weeks in the summer. And so they couldn't technically offer me the job till I finished that. But, and that eight years later, you know, I did it for eight years.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Now my biggest question, um, (laughs) Jill, for people that work in your field has always, I've always wondered this and I don't know anybody in real life that does this so that's why I'm going to ask you (laughs) Okay. but um, (laughs) how do you turn off the emotional switch or can you even turn it off
1: yes especially on top of being a mother
0: and you know a a daughter and a friend and you know um, everybody deals with stuff on their daily life and then you add work to it but the work that you do is not like you can clock in and clock out like no. emotionally, how do you deal with that?
2: It's a lot of self-care. In the beginning, when I first started, I was very naive. I wanted to believe that whatever these parents told me was the truth. Mm-hmm. And I remember my it was one of my second cases, my second removals. And they lied to me. And I was just devastated by it. And oh. it was like a reality check. Like, Laura told me, she's like, they are going to lie to you. And yeah. after that... It, it really kind of woke me up because I was like, you know, if I'm not here doing my job to the best of my ability, something could happen later on mm. to the child or these children even and,
1: and the ones that
2: lie I feel are the worst yes I mean they and have no heart yeah um so here in Oklahoma we have a lot of um for some reason fentanyl right now is a really big drug mm. and a lot of um meth mm. wow and I've heard every excuse as to why a mother would test positive you know I've even been told you put meth in my food okay you know yes that's why she tested positive I mean it's just what did you say It it, the the mother tested positive at birth for meth and was like you put meth in my food and I was like yeah wow I mean it's it is hard especially um because yeah I am a mom but I and it took me a while I want to say it took me at least a good three or four years to finally be able to shut that off and not come home and talk to you know um my significant other about all the stuff I had endured that day because I would just be like projecting like secondary trauma onto you know him (laughs) and he's like wait I don't know how to deal with this (laughs) And it, it, what's really crazy is even when like we would all get together, like we used to have like bunko nights where we'd get together and play bunko, or we'd go after work and have, you know, dinner and drinks and we would be like five minutes, you guys, five minutes. We can talk about work and complain. And then that's it. That's it. Because, you know, we all needed to get together just to vent yeah. and then that's it. Just enjoy the rest of our lives.
0: Uh-huh. Oh man, that's—I mean—that's difficult. But the fact that it took you three years only talks about how complex that can be. It, uh-huh. Yeah. How? And it, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead.
2: Oh, I was gonna say, and it's—it's it's hard. I mean, they say if you last more than two years, then you know you're better than most because the turnover rate is very high. <gasps> wow.
1: Wow. Well, I mean, like I said, I since I worked as a preschool. I felt like I could be, and I was strong enough because I was already seeing it at work, I, mm-hmm. you know? But at the same time, it's not the same thing. I just get to see a glimpse of what may be going on in the house. Mm-hmm. Then that documentary of that little boy, Gabriel. Oh, yes. That one, mm-hmm. wow. I, I watched it, I stopped it, watched it, stopped it. By the way, it is a great documentary. I feel that people should watch it. It is horrible. It is very graphic. But, I mean, it it really humbles you. It teaches you so much. And I just feel like there's a lot of little Gabriel's out there
0: oh yes yeah. especially yes. you know towards the end of it it talks about other kids that don't have a documentary on them <laughs> and there's still right. kids coming up on the news I can, I can only imagine the ones that are not getting reported on
1: um, right um, and then also during COVID it, those commercials that you would see about you know try to check up on, on elderly or, or kids that may not be eating yes
2: uh-huh. You know,
1: that those commercials during COVID, oh my goodness, that would break my heart.
2: Yeah. And I was actually on a task force during COVID for children at home because, you know, they shut down the schools, even here in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. They shut down the schools after spring break. And we we got hit so hard with referrals because it was basically everyone got out for spring break and it was... During that week, they decided that they were going to keep schools closed until that August. So, I mean, you had kids and we had no idea what was, you know, how long this was going to last, what was going on. Um, And so, like I said, I was part of a task force that would staff with other, you know, departments like the Juvenile Bureau, like the schools and things like that to see like what we can do to make sure that these kids are safe Mm -hmm. at home. Um, yes. because a lot of the referrals that come in are generated by teachers and people from the school and yeah. now these kids didn't have anybody advocating for them at all. Mm-hmm. And their escape was school. That's yeah. where they
1: would get fed and where they felt safe.
2: Yes. And and they you know, <laughs> here well, I know at least here in Lawton, they did a really good job of having um, like food sites where, you know, you could go every day and they even do it in the summer still. And, you know, keep, like, here yeah. get some yeah, food okay and here. stuff like that. So, yeah. And even when they have um, like last week, they knew they were going to keep the schools closed for like two days, at least because the weather was going to be bad. So they even they sent everybody home with food, oh, you know, weather- that's awesome. Aww. Yeah. Um, whether or not you need it, everyone gets sent home. So at least you know these kids have something to eat. Yes,
0: so. and to know that that you know the some kids, not all of them, but some kids, that's all they have. Mm-hmm. Oh, that breaks my heart. I I'm such a big empath that I would not be able to do that. Like I just yeah, me neither. I it would tear me up. Um, but I have another question, Joe. Have you ever been faced with an ethical conflict um as a social worker like you know where you maybe you just didn't feel comfortable enough in the situation or you couldn't act how you wanted to act
2: in a there, certain case. There, there have been times but i mean i was a lead worker so i was kind of right below a supervisor at the time mm. and we have um, like we have policies and procedures, and we have what we call the safety threshold, which is like five criteria that have to be met in order for us to determine a child's not safe. And so, there were there were times when it was kind of it's it's not all it's not all black and white. There's a lot of gray areas, yeah. you know, in, in child welfare. And I wow. you know might not agree with something, but ultimately, you know, people think that we just come in and we just take you know, children out of the home no. but it's actually a process like we have what we call a child safety meeting where, you know, the parents and anyone they consider support, you know, the social worker, the supervisors um, anybody that they want the family wants to invite, we have a meeting and we go through the safety threshold and make a determination right then and there, um, but they're It ultimately goes, you know, we make a recommendation to the court, to the DA, to the judge. The judge doesn't have to sign off on it because there have been instances where the judge and the DA are like, no, this doesn't meet," you know, we're not removing a child for this. Mm. Okay. You know, you go back and document it and that's really all you can do. Um, so it's not just us going in and saying, I'm taking your kids. That's it. It goes through. There's like several steps that have to be you know, it has to go through and then it has to go through the court system. Um, I know a lot of times we get bad rap too. Like people think we don't get paid extra, you know, people always were like, Oh, you're just trying to get your bonus. No, there's no bonus. Don't get a bonus for removing, for removing children. It's not like that at all. Like I'm here to assess the safety of your child or your children. Mm -hmm. And and make sure,
0: because I'm, I'm pretty sure the goal is not to take the child because Obviously, that's the child's foundation.
2: You're just trying to make sure that he has a stable. Traumatic for the child. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, and that's why you know we like there are preventative services that are not court. You know, the court's not involved in them. That we try to work with the family at first. Um, Certain things, though, like we just can't. Like, if you've been a long-term, you know, meth user, we can't put. um, It's called like family-centered services, and it's like a six-month. Um, program through DHS, not through the court, but mm-hmm. you're not going to maintain sobriety within six months if you've been using meth for the past four years.
1: Yeah. Right. You just reminded me of that show, Shameless. Oh.
2: <laughs>
0: have you seen Ninja?
2: No, I haven't. No. I haven't have thought about it. it.
0: <laughs> it's an old, it's, so it's also an old show. Is it still on Netflix? It used to be on Netflix. Yeah.
2: Yes,
1: and it, it just ended like, I think, last year. Yeah, they, they I think it was on for seasons. like 10
0: years or something.
1: Yeah, it's 12 seasons, I believe it was. Oh, there you really go. It's really good. It's oh. funny. It has drama. It has sex. It has like drug abuse. It has violence. It has uh, comedy. It has everything.
0: Yeah, it's but maybe like, Jill doesn't want to see that girl because she sees that on a I daily know. basis. Probably,
1: this, but mom. the
0: dad, the dad is like an alcoholic and doesn't really take right. care of the kids. They're taking care of each other. The and mom is a drug addict. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And so, well, it, it, it's a chaotic home, but it's a yeah. home that reflects a lot of people's realities in the real world. Oh,
2: yeah. I'm yeah, and I'm sure it. And, you know, I'm sure it does, and when you guys were talking about the Gabriel Hernandez, I've never watched it. Mm, I've never no, watched no. it because I knew I would get so upset with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually just talking to one thing about this job too, is that like, I have met some amazing people, like lot, like I love my, my people for, from, you know, our law police department, our detectives, our OSBI people, the people at the court, you know, the people on Fort Sill, the, you know, social workers on Fort Sill and everything like that. And I'm very close to one of our, she was a foster mom and she's actually adopted several of our children who were in foster care. And I actually spent like 30 hours just talking to her because they just moved away. Um, her husband retired from the military and they moved away and we were just talking and she had made a post on Facebook about it and I was like I've never watched it and I said I don't think I ever will because everyone has told me you know the teacher kept having all these concerns and Mm -hmm. they did nothing and then you know it's kind of like as social workers they are it's kind of damned if they do and damned if they don't mm-hmm. they're horrible right. if they remove a child but if they don't they're horrible for leaving them in this situation
0: right when and <sighs> sorry sorry when i saw that i think this kind of brings me to to a point that i me and my husband have been discussing lately at what point does each individual take responsibility though I understand right. a lot of people, you know, um, especially after that documentary. Oh, social workers don't do enough. In some cases, they're too extreme. Like you mentioned, cases, they say, oh, it's not extreme. Uh-huh. And, or, or, you know, they, like you said, Jill, I've heard that before where it's like, oh, no, they get a bonus for every kid that they take out. And I'm yeah. like, that, that doesn't make any sense. And at what time if- does the family take responsibility? Because the social workers were not the only ones that failed gabriel yeah right they weren't the only ones there was family why didn't the family do anything like Uh i feel
1: was it the aunt or the grandma i don't remember because i haven't seen the documentary in a while but one of the relatives that kind of knew something was going on
0: why did they let him go back home Mm-hmm. Um, you know I, I, I have a big family I have my siblings and my nieces and my nephews and all that as an aunt I've always looked out for my niece and my nephews I have one niece and the rest are all boys and um, you know I've always looked out for them if I knew that they were in a serious situation and and you know, CPS is not stepping in how I want them to step in, well then I have to step in as an ant. Right. And so I feel like we're living in in an era where everybody points fingers and judges and has an opinion, everybody does. But mm-hmm. at what point do we actually hold people responsible? Mhm. It's not... I don't think it's fair to put everything on the social worker or on CPS as a department. Like, because or when the you... the teachers also, because sometimes they, they blame the teachers. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that everybody's perfect. No, we're not. Right. But that's why I feel like we shouldn't put everything on just one person. Exactly. I, as a social worker, and that's why I asked you, you know, if you have to turn off your emotions or, or how did you do that? Because there's only so much you that, you do, yeah. that you can do that right. you can do and like you said there's protocols so it's not like if you go into a house and see that maybe the child needs to be taken out you can't just take the child out you need permission you need protocols yeah. I- I'm, I'm sure they're set in place and there's for everything there's a protocol Absolutely. and not just
1: that but I'm sure you have to think about yourself am I sure mm-hmm. am I sure like Am I sure I'm re- see- reading or seeing the right signs? Should I really report this? You know, like do I really want to take this child out of his home? You know, I'm sure you have to consider all those feelings mm-hmm. that you're going through in your head with your notes, with whatever your visit visit seen. but I mean, how do you determine, you know what I mean, like how do you how, how do you handle it? <laughs>
2: yeah. And it's it's really a case by case situation because really, especially when a worker is on call, you go out and you have a very short amount of time to determine, is this child safe or unsafe? Mm -hmm. And you always try to do the least restrictive thing, which is usually what they call a safety plan, which it's not court involved. It's just like, if DHS came into my home and if I was passed out drunk and my son was in the home, and they do a safety plan and say, um, well, we're going to allow your son to go, you know, spend the night with your mom until we can reconvene and have a meeting on Monday. Will you agree to that? Okay, sure. That's not court involved. If uh, DHS shows up at my house and I'm passed out with a needle stuck in my arm because I've been using <laughs> that, that's a different. That's completely, that raises it to a whole nother level, mm-hmm. you know. So it's really a case by case situation, but they always try to do the least restrictive. Um, But it's not like DHS can just come in and put a child with, let's say, um, if I had a sister, which I don't. I have a sister-in-law and she's a really good person, but if I had a sister, (laughs) DHS and the police ran her background check and she couldn't pass it and she had child welfare history of her own or like extensive criminal history for drug use then DHS cannot place that child even temporarily with my sister because she can't, you know, she's got this history. Um, And the child could come into custody at that point. It's really, it honestly is a case-by-case yeah. situation, unfortunately. And I, and
0: I can see that because not every situation is the same.
2: Right. And a, a lot of people think that, you know, If I'm a mom and I'm gonna go out and leave my son with his grandma on a Friday night, and I'm gonna go out with the girls and have dinner and go to the club, that I'm a bad parent. That's not bad parenting, you know. That's I'm being we all deserve
1: a time. Yes, now you're being responsible leaving the baby with somebody that you trust and feel comfortable with.
2: Yes, exactly. Um, and a lot of the times too, most of the referrals that come in are actually you know um i'm mad at my ex or we're I was of, gonna say or, that
1: i was just gonna. yes say
2: that. they've moved the,
1: on i don't trust the man that they live with and my daughter's there and he's yes. there i can only imagine yeah
2: that that's i want to say about 60 65 percent of them are wow yeah, <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: wow okay i can say that because i sometimes want to call my Poli- the police on i Not kidding.
0: I'm kidding. <laughs> Please do not <laughs> overwhelm <I'm kidding>. them. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, no, no, but. I'm kidding. Jill, has there ever been, um, you know, a situation where you wish you could have done more?
2: I really can't think of like a specific case that I had or investigation where I had because if I was on call and I had to make like a split decision then but there have okay there have been times where i'm like this doesn't meet like criteria like it doesn't meet our criteria to do a removal Mm. um so let me you know hey why don't you let the kids go stay with grandma and grandpa for the weekend i'm gonna give you guys all weekend friday saturday sunday get your house cleaned up i'm gonna come back sunday night and check on it and then the kids can come home you know i always want to at least try to with with certain things like drug use it's different but with like a dirty home it doesn't always meet criteria for a removal or to the kids out of the home um it's just laziness at that point i feel it it is and it depends on the age of the kids as well if we have a mom who is high on drugs and the house is deplorable and the baby's crawling around on, you know, trash covered floors, that's different. But if you have a mom with a 17 and a 16 year old that won't do anything, well, that's completely different. Um, You know, I've had referrals where mom has spanked the 16 year old with a belt because she found out she was sending inappropriate pictures to a boy um, that's not abuse, you know, she's yeah. 16. if you want to spank her with a belt, you have every right. And that's what I tell parents. I, you know, one of the questions we ask them as we address discipline, like how do you discipline your child? You know, well, uh-huh. I usually will take away their phone now or ground them or I'll spank them. Okay. In the state of Oklahoma, you are allowed to spank your child, but you are not allowed to use excessive discipline, mm. uh, based on their age. A two-year-old that is being beaten with a belt, an extension cord, that's different. different. A 16-year-old, you probably, you know, you probably deserved it to a point, especially if they beat you on the (laughs) butt. Um, I mean, I was spanked as a kid. I I think that a lot of parents these days are afraid to spank because of that. Yeah, it's based on the age of the child and the circumstances.
1: I remember when I used to work at the preschool, when we had our CPS training, they said, you are allowed to hit, not hit, spank your child with an object all as long as it doesn't leave a mark.
2: Yeah, see, and that's what I would tell my, I said, in the state of, like I had like a a whole line rehearsed, I would say, you know, state of (laughs) Oklahoma, you are are allowed to spank as long as it doesn't leave marks or bruises. However, we always encourage you to spank with your hand because you know the force yeah. behind it, as opposed to an object.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> like, which, again, which, is- by the way, Jill, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know at the beginning. Oh, can you guys hear me? Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. At the beginning, you know how you were saying like Vu was telling you about like Mexican households and all that. In Mexico, there used to be a period back when my parents were going to school, so that was like dinosaur age, right? Early 1900s. No, I'm just kidding. But um, (laughs) but um, you know they when they would go to school, even the even the teachers in Mexico would discipline the kids Uh with the rulers.
1: My dad used to tell me those stories too. Yeah,
0: with the rulers, they would hit them with the rulers, and then they would put like donkey ears on them, Um, like embarrass them. Yes, and I remember. I remember I have a, a sister. She's older Problem
1: than me.
0: Mental. Yeah. Well, abuse right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a sister. She's older than me. And um, she acted out. She wanted to be taken away from home. So she beat herself up with the extension cord yeah. of a blow dryer.
2: And um this is the sister you've talked about before, right? Yes, yeah, yes. Yes.
0: Okay, yes, my sociopathic. Get
1: along with.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. My sociopath sister. Um, so she beat herself with the extension cord of the blow dryer. Me and my brother witnessed that. My parents were not home. My parents went to the grocery store and she ran out the the house and my brother was like, Where are you going? Um, and she didn't even look back, she didn't say nothing, she just ran. Um probably i don't know how long after but it felt like you know shortly after i was five at the time so oh, you know it, you it, it's this. yes pathetic. i saw it, it too. yeah um she came back with the cops and they oh. arrested my father and he went to jail because supposedly he had beat her but my, me and my brother were like no she hit herself and they they wouldn't believe us um so my dad, you know, unfortunately had to be in there and my mom ended up bailing him out, whatever, whatever. Fast forward, um, the cop goes to my parents and tells them, you know what? You should just grab your daughter and, you know, because it's not legal here in San Diego. But you should grab your daughter, take her to Tijuana and beat her ass over there. Beat the shit out of her. <sighs> oh, and, and my mom was like, What? I certainly would have. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and so then the other day, I'm scrolling through TikTok and I see that they just passed a law in Mexico, which includes obviously Tijuana. Um, there's no more chancla beating, there's no more hitting. You cannot um, cause any harm on your child. Like no spanking, which no nothing. That,
1: oh which I'm glad because in Mexico there's a lot of horrible things going on and well, I yeah, mean, yeah. everywhere.
0: Everywhere. But yeah, I'm but I was mad. I was pretty amazed. I know I, I, I kinda of veered off the subject, but I was pretty amazed at that that, you know, the cop tells my mom, take her to Tijuana and beat her. And then, <laughs> it, you know, they just passed the law like, you know, what is it, thirty something years later? <laughs> like you can't beat your kids anymore in Mexico.
2: Yeah. And I think it kind of gets to the point, too, where it's not a safety issue with older, like, teens. It's more of a delinquency issue. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if Cammie wants to sneak out and run the streets at night and come home and her mom beats her with the belt, whoops her, you know, that's one thing. But if, you know, mom's high on crack and punches her in the face yeah. and she gets a black eye, that's... that's of nowhere. Yeah, that's completely different mm-hmm. and you know i think a lot of times two kids um one thing ugh, one thing that my son would say is he knows you know oh it's not it's my mom's job to keep kids safe well when i would tell him i'm gonna spank you and he would come back at me and say you can't spank me. You're supposed to keep kids safe. And I'm just like, you know, <laughs> I wish I had that argument with my parents. Oh, And I'm just like, you know what? I said, I was spanked as a child. I said, I will spank you. I will thank you. You know? And it's, and I told, so I explained to him, he's 11 and I've explained to him, it's different. You know, it's yeah. different. Oh yeah. The kids that, that mommy deals with are completely different from you because you, you know, you live in a better situation than most of them so. Yeah.
0: Yes. I actually watched the the Gabriel documentary with my son. He's mm-hmm. he's going to be 14 in June. Um but when we saw it was what I want
1: to watch it with my son
0: 3 4 years ago so he was like 9 or 10. Um Oh wow. And he he looked at me and he goes after the first episode and he goes see mom you're not a bad mom you're an amazing mom and I was like oh, oh. <laughs> oh okay I'm not a bad mom
2: <laughs>
0: because you know like you said it, being a bad mom is not that you go out one Friday you know yeah, even if you do no. it but as long as your kids are taken care of um, yeah. but I, I think we can be really hard on ourselves as parents you know um. Yes, yes,
1: because, and you know what, it also, especially in the Hispanic community, um, you're a bad mom, like my mom, she would tell me, you should not be going now, blah, 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 and you have responsibilities now, your life is over, you're supposed to dedicate everything to your son. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I would always feel guilty. I would—I became a mom when I was 17, I mean 15. I'm mean, sorry, what? No, 21. What am I talking about? Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> How many kids do you have? <laughs> oh, counting my real one and my fur babies, three. But, <laughs> I just recently adopted more fur babies from outside. But anyway. no, yeah, I had them at 21. And my mom would always shame me for wanting to hang out with my friends
0: because I was already a mom. And Mm. let me tell you, there's nothing wrong with me time. No. Nothing wrong with that. I actually, um, when my son was younger, um, I couldn't go out with my husband. I couldn't, unless it was like my mother-in-law coming over to help us babysit. And, you know, she has... A thousand more grandkids So we didn't really want to bug her that much um, But my mom would tell yeah. me Unless you're in school Or working I do not babysit And it was kind of like well, What do we do But that only made me be closer to my son and my husband I think that's why well. now we're so inseparable Because we've always been together But now that he's getting a little bit older And he goes out with friends and stuff Then I'm able to have fun as
2: well yeah, so. yeah. It yeah. works out it, it <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. I was gonna say that it evens out. That's
2: it. Yeah, yeah. And moms are allowed to go out and have fun. I mean, yes. it's it's called it's self care, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. I like that's to- why I said there's nothing wrong with me time. <laughs> there's no, nothing wrong with it at all. But unfortunately, when you have like a bitter ex, that's when. Yes. That's, that's you when. And. <laughs> there there was one that I had and this family I love them to death but they had a delinquent they had a delinquent teenager Mm -hmm. and every time she got in trouble I would you know go back out to the home and it got to the point where um they would be like why don't you just come over for Thanksgiving since you're already over here and we would laugh about (laughs) it but it was nothing that they had done wrong it was that they couldn't you know They couldn't control her because if they spanked her or they put, you know, grounded her, locked in her room or whatever, they would get in trouble. So it's, yeah. See what
0: They should have gotten the cop that talked to my mom. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) Yeah. take her, take her
0: to Mexico (laughs) and beat her over there. Yeah, no, but oh man, Jill, you are so amazing. (laughs) I seriously, seriously feel so honored to have met you. Finally, I Um, think you guys. Yeah,
2: more like this. I know. so many well, more I, I answered I, questions. You know? yes, like just let me know. Like I have been through a lot because I wasn't even sure. Like um, when I was talking to Cat, he was like, "Well, what?" I said, "I don't know what. We're, I think we're going to be talking about social work." But I was like I had thrown a bunch of topics out there, you know. Um, well this is more like an introduction
0: <laughs> yeah of you to, yeah. to the to the audience so they can get to know you. Um, I don't know if you want to throw your social media out there. I don't know if it's open to the public or not.
2: Uh, yeah, it's just. <laughs> um, my, you don't have to share
0: it if you don't want to, girl.
2: No, okay. my Facebook is just Jillian Marie, and then uh, the same with my Instagram. It's just Jillian Marie twenty one. I mean, I don't.
0: You're not hiding yeah. from anybody, then. <laughs> I'm <FBI>. not, <laughs> I'm not, sorry, yeah, yeah,
2: I'm not like you're awesome. You're oh, awesome. Thank you, guys. I'm you're so great. I love you, ladies. I'm so glad. Like I, and that's this is what I tell everybody. Like I hate how. I don't hate it, but it hurts the way that I've met so many people. Right, but at the same time, so I'm, I'm really blessed. Um, even oh, I want to say, let me see what's her name. We talk all the time too, um, Meg. Uh, she was she even posted and tagged me in it on Instagram and fa- and Facebook, and she was mm-hmm. like, you know. I hate losing Vu, but at the same time, I'm very blessed for the people that he has put in, mm-hmm. in my life, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's, he's still, he's still putting in work after yes. he's gone. Yes. 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 <laughs> it is really what it is. He's yes. Still putting in, <laughs> yes. in work, um, you know, it's, yeah, do like you said, it, everything it, happens for a reason, and it, uh, I, I hate losing him, but... And you know, I I, I always,
0: I always think back, Jill, to, um, you know, last summer, that's when I came across his TikTok Mm -hmm. um, last summer, and just by his videos, I was so inspired, and I was like, embracing my markings was just starting, like, Mm -hmm. I was just starting to, like, invite people to be on, to share their stories, and... I was like he has to be on the show. How am I going to get him? I hunted uh-huh. him down. I don't know if he ever told you this, but I hunted him down for like a good 2 months. Wow. <laughs> Until so he, he finally like responded in messages. Yeah, and he was like, "I'm so sorry. It's just it was like a message request cuz obviously we you know, he wasn't uh-huh. following me. Um, so it was it. hidden. <laughs> uh-huh. And then you know we were able to record in August. I released his episode in October because I had just gone back to school, yeah, and it was, he was so. Happy to
1: be in October. Yes, he and, was so happy to be in October. Yeah, cause yeah. I was like, it goes
0: perfect because you're voodoo, you know, Halloween. It's gonna yeah. work out.
2: Um, and, and he was like, I remember him telling me he's like, and that's the thing too is he he really he really did try to you know if you didn't come at him with some bs like he really would try to like reply to you you know and mm-hmm. help yeah. help so many people out of dark times and i remember and he was like yeah <coughs> podcast and i thought it was the guys you know no <laughs> they telling me about it and then he was like i was actually just going through my notes the other day and one of the first episodes he was on with i'm not as think i'm not as Think as you drunk guys him? Yeah. It <laughs> was like and I was like, What are their podcasts? Like that was one of my notes. What are their podcasts? And he's like, he's like, Oh, you know, embrace my markings, like you need to go listen to it, you know. And I was like, All right, all right, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. And I kinda kept and then, you know, everything kind of just came, you know, full circle. And I remember even telling cat like after the I think the second time he was on with you guys I had recorded a video and sent it to him. And I was like, oh, I'm sitting here crying, like, listening mm. to your story and, you know, and, you know, everything like that. But, yeah, like, you know, y'all, it, not that it me, like, you know, just me saying it, but y'all did have, like, a huge impact. And he really did have a lot of love for you guys. Like, he did talk about you. Um, and he was like, you know, I was the first guy on their show. Yeah, They're yes like that's so awesome he changed
0: i mean it not only for him but i will forever ever ever credit him um for opening that door for other men to feel safe to come onto our show um because after his podcast cat hit me up i got to meet cat um it was just it's been amazing and honestly at first i was so embarrassed jill Oh, I was dying of embarrassment because I was like, oh, my God, I literally had to like hunt him down. (laughs) I was like in his comments, in his TikTok DMs and his Instagram DMs. I was everywhere. And I felt so embarrassed because I was like, oh, he's going to be like, who is this girl? Is she crazy? (laughs) And, you know, he was the most humble, sweetest guy until this day. Bellas. You guys keep his episode at number one. His episode, yeah. out of all the episodes that we've recorded, out of all the seasons, his episode is still number one, with over five hundred listens. Wow! That just,
2: that just goes to show you, like how how he reached so many people just with mm-hmm. his story and being him. Yeah, you know, and, and that was the thing too. Is like here he didn't have a whole lot of he didn't have like he didn't really have anyone besides me and V um, because he he really did have a lot of haters and it's not because he was doing anything it's just because people didn't like what he was doing how he was expressing himself that he was getting the recognition that you know he deserved mm-hmm. and because the he wasn't he, afraid to
1: speak out yeah. that people were yeah
2: That's
1: what I feel yeah yeah
0: and 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 it it was just such a privilege it was such a privilege to be able to tell him in that episode you know i hear it every now and then just because sometimes i just miss hearing his voice Mm -hmm. um and you know every time that i hear it i'm just so happy that i got to tell him that he was a legend an icon Mm -hmm. i was like you are amazing and you know, and he, I even have like the last text where, you know, I was still telling him that in text and he was like, I don't believe it, but thank you.
2: <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing he was too,
0: very like, humble.
2: He never let you know and to me he was famous. To me he was famous just because yes. of you know, yes. Yeah. But he never let it get to him. Like he always, like you said, remained very humble. Yes. With him. That he did, he was very grateful for the opportunities he had, for the things he was doing. I mean, even when he was in barber school, you know, um, a lot of people. No wonder him. his beard was beautiful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, he, he come, I even took my like he would when he was in barber school. I took my son over, you know, he would cut my son's hair. Oh, um, awesome! And everything. So you know, uh, he he was just all, he was just an amazing man. So. You know, I feel like between Jonathan now and all his videos and everything, um, like he's he's definitely going to carry on his legacy. And I know yes. that the guys the podcast are too. And even you ladies, you know, um, because uh, like you said, his podcast is number one. So,
0: <laughs> number one, he's, you know, and I hope it, it continues to be that way because. Uh, I'll keep saying it till the end of time Till Embracing My Markings Last episode whenever that is I will always always Give Vu credit For inspiring mm-hmm. inspiring Our platform To be open yeah. for men and women um, mm-hmm. for, for giving us That opportunity For giving us that yes. chance um, He really to really hear his story. Yes. yes he really really took a chance With us and I'll yes. be forever Grateful that.
1: I would but say I think not just that, but he did inspire Maribel to change our logo. Yes. To make to make gear for men because men, we have your gear out there. Go get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a code going on right now. Yes. <laughs> yes, Twinsies. talk uh, men, about it. <laughs> yes. Women, go get your gear. We have a code going on. Follow Embracing My Markey on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Anywho. <laughs> he inspired all these changes. You know, he inspired all these changes on Quincy because, again, she does everything for this. Yeah. You know, she and, does everything for breaking my mouth.
2: And I feel like he also was kind of... Like, he could get a good vibe off of people. Yeah. You know, and like you said, you had to hunt him down. But when you finally got a hold of him, he would know because, you know, he yes. does get a ton of people. And he would talk about it, too. Like, oh, these, you know, females might be... But he, he, he knew... And the fact that he did talk to, you know, me about you, guys, he was like, yeah, he's like, man, he's like, I'm the first guy ever on the podcast. Go listen, go listen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And and it, it has never been the same without him honestly amazing amazing guy and and we'll forever keep his memory i'm so sorry to the listeners if you guys think that we talk about him a lot i do not (laughs) care i'm sorry but not not sorry
1: (laughs) yes he he deserves to be spoken about always always yes he
0: did great
1: he has brought so many people together like that's why we met the guy from I'm not I'm not a big gusty drunk I am. <laughs> yes. I them. love that crew, with the them. sandwich crew. Yes. I, I love
2: them. it. And the crew are always
1: amazing.
2: Those guys like are like I remember when he first got on there and he was like, I'm gonna be on this podcast, listen and I was like, Okay and then <laughs> from for some reason from the first episode I just started taking notes like, you know, and I was like, I'm sorry to bombard you with my Research paper but here you go and he's like, No, 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 I love it. I love it. Keep it up. Okay. And then I'm like, Where can I follow them? And then it was one episode where Kat was talking about like how females they take it the wrong way like when they call you know like when he would call females like oh hey mommy or whatever and I'm like oh I yeah. love being called that Yeah, I love that too. Could, you, you can call me that yeah, all day every day and I'm not going to take <laughs> yeah. it the wrong way and- that's my
1: nickname please call me that <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: and I like I directly like I had been following him on uh Instagram at then and I directly messaged him like oh I said I love that I don't know why these you know females be tripping and You know, when Big Mo shouted me out and I was just like, oh, and then they all did. And I was like, oh, you guys like, you know, I'm not doing this for I'm just a girl from Oklahoma, you know, (laughs) you know, trying to promote anything or, you know, I'm not a singer and actor or anything like that but thank you and I was like oh meant a lot to me thanks guys well it just Things it means wet? it means a lot to
0: us Jill because I was gonna say that too it, it means a lot to <laughs> us to have listeners like you you know and we have other listeners that write into us and give us suggestions or you know they kind of keep us on our toes which I love because the show is for the listeners so you guys this is your platform without you guys listening we wouldn't be here Um, but it's so hard every time that we record something like right now you know it's just the three of us and it's been a great conversation but you don't really know what other people are thinking or feeling so even when you asked me I was like notes and I was like am I in trouble and then, uh, and then you explained it to me and I was like oh, okay and I was like oh, that would be so awesome because you kind of get to hear what the listeners are thinking you know what I mean mm-hmm. and like if I need you to improve that. in something please tell me yeah. I would love to because again this platform and I always say this this platform is all you guys the, the guests that come on the listeners that are tuning in this is your platform because you guys are the ones creating this we're just here for the for the ride
1: (laughs) yeah we're just here for the talk and for the you know the knowledge and you know for me myself I always tell I always tell Twizy like I can't believe we're we're doing a podcast I can't I can't believe I'm part of this like (laughs) I can't believe people listen to us and are interested and actually enjoy hearing us talk about this because I've uh, I've always been told that I'm such a talkative person, and I think I found my calling. <laughs> yeah. But um, but at the same time, like it makes me feel so good that people like you. You're like a social worker. You're like smart. You have a degree. You're you're listening and enjoy listening to us. I'm like wow.
0: We have a social yeah. worker listening. I'm to blushing. Us. I know you guys can't see, but I'm blushing. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
1: right and then we had amazing people like boo on here you know like wow cat yes everybody that we've had has been great and Mm -hmm. they're like living and thriving and they're all out there with their emotions like raw you know what I mean because Nia also whenever she's not feeling good she posts it she is not afraid to cry out there she's a wellness coach and oh, Jenna. Her, I'm like, oh, Jenna. Oh, sorry, Jenna. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've already been drinking wine, guys. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. A <laughs> it's a Twinsy thing. It's a thing. You guys know. please we have to come out with my wine glass, please.
0: I know. I know. I'm working yeah. on
2: it. Like I literally was not a podcast person until... Of course, you turned me on to it, and now it's just like, okay, like, I've got my favorite saved, so when I come in to work on Mondays, there we go, because, like, yes. I'm one of those people, like, I know sometimes, like, you post episodes on Sundays, but uh-huh. I want to be able to sit down and listen and, like, hear it and understand it and mm-hmm. take some, as opposed to just, you know, having it playing, like, in the on... Background. Yeah, while I'm like
1: washing dishes or cleaning, you know, something like that. Well, sometimes you miss you miss what something or like wait, what happened? And then you have to go back. Well, the only
0: reason why I release it on Sunday night, you guys, is because um, I want people to have something to listen to on Monday morning, like on their way to work. Um, And because we're in different time zones, we do have a lot of listeners from the East Coast, and. Awfully enough from Ireland. <laughs> um, oh. So that that was really odd for me to find out the other day. Um, but yeah, so I was like, "Oh, okay." And I was like, "Well, you know, I want to do it on Sunday nights. That way, on Monday, when you're going to work, you know, sometimes it could be a drag. But if you're looking forward to listening to your favorite podcast, then yeah, we're there in with that, you." Yeah.
2: When I go into work in the morning and I log into my computer, I open up my email, and I open up my Google Calendar and then uh, I check our website and then I go straight to Spotify and there, you know, there it is. All right, click. <laughs>
0: oh, That's aw- awesome. Thank you, so much, Jill. Thank
2: you, Jill. Oh,
0: well, it's been amazing talking to you, um, Jill. Thank you so so much for joining us today and really sharing and introducing yourself to all the you. And we want to have you back so we could learn more about you. Yes, Yes, anytime. All right, big hugs to you. Big hugs to both of you guys. Thank you so much, ladies. I appreciate it. We love you. Bye. I love you, too. Bye. Bye. Oh, Twinsy, she was amazing. I know. Is this going to be like a two-part on this (sighs) one? No. No, no, no. I'll do it in one. She's she's so awesome. Oh, I love her. I love her. Um, I when did you stop recording? Are we still recording? Yeah, we're still recording, girl. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, the Merlot's kicking it. <laughs> girl. You know what? I have I have some wine too, and I actually have it right next to me. Um, Royal's yeah. wife gave it to me for Valentine's, and oh. I haven't had it, and I was gonna have it, but. I need to go to the bank and I need to run some errands right now, so I gotta go. So I can't <gasps> can't be drinking. But um, wow, Twinsy, it's Like past my bedtime already, girl. <laughs> and I, just, I still have stuff to do. Pero, um, Twizy, I've missed you so much, girl. I've so, you so so much, too. and I'm just so happy to have you finally on an Thank episode. You. I don't like. I'm so happy, but. Twinsy, you cannot leave me again. Like, no I mas. Will not. No mas. I will
1: not. We had a really rough February.
0: Man, that was rough. The only thing that yeah. was worth it for me in February was the Tupac Museum and Bad Bunny. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Uh, um, but none it, of it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, but everything else sucked so bad. Um, yeah. But I'm just, I'm glad to feel like myself again i'm glad to have you on you're not allowed to Ah, ever 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 leave me again um because yeah it's just not the same without you and i think the listeners know that yeah you will forever
1: have to deal with me and my why
0: not just (laughs) don't drink and drive you better stop that (laughs) i'm home no I'm saying when you go out and have a good time oh man. no no I haven't gone out girl I haven't
1: gone
0: out in like a while no but I know and we have so that party tired. at the end of March but we'll talk about that off air <laughs> yes, yes yes Pero bueno pues, well thank you so much and ladies I hope you tune in next week um, go check out embracingmymarkings.com like Twinsy said one we- more
1: thing
0: go ahead one more thing
1: I want to say, don't doubt yourself. Don't ever, ever doubt yourself. And I'm speaking to you, twinsy and everybody else out there that is afraid to grow, but they're doing it. That's the motivation to keep going. Isn't yes. that adrenaline feel great?
0: Not always, girl. Not always. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here struggling for my life. I not always. You, um, you know, I, I have to say a lot of the. The inspiration posts that I share on Instagram—it's uh-huh. words that I'm saying to myself.
1: <laughs> yes, that's the way we need to talk to ourselves.
0: <sighs> yes, because it's—it's it's very scary. It's very, very scary. Um, it is scary, especially when you don't know exactly what you're going into. Um,
1: yes, which. But again, growth is
0: scary and uncomfortable. <laughs> so i agree but oh twinsie what i love you don't hang up Bayas, go over to embracingmymarkings.com you if you shop with us if you shop with us use code ee or i'm sorry no 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 use code emm24 for some money off all right ladies talk to you later bye the conversation is never over. Please head over to embracingmymarkings.com to learn how you can join the conversation as well as to learn more about us. Don't forget to follow us on social media to never miss an episode. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at embracingmymarkings. We'll see you there.